I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and bitch, you got this, bitch. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and I think it's great that they let you live in a cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, which was really, I think, you know, I I was excited by this show the moment it started because it opens with Gene Smart. But I feel like that joke was like the first time I laughed out loud in the first episode. And then I was hooked because honestly, I don't laugh out loud at shows very often, like alone by myself, you know, on my couch, like a pile of laundry, you know? Yeah, it's hard. And this kind of wraps it up into like our uh, or sort of intertwined in that conversation about like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like it's hard to laugh at stand up on a TV show. There's something different about that sort of comedy. Like, I know Mm -hmm. this is funny. I'm glad the people in the TV show are laughing, but I'm not really laughing at that. Yeah. Yeah. That was certainly my experience with the very few episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel that I gave some time towards before <laughs> yes. I decided that I hated it. Yes. But yes. I was like not I to bring it up, but yeah. Yeah, not to bring up a sore topic, but I just don't think she's that marvelous. Sure. So, the mediocre Mrs. Maisel. Yes. So, uh thank God we are not here to talk about that show today, but we are indeed uh here to talk about another funny lady. We're here to talk about uh or really her co-stars. Yeah. Uh, the BSAs of Hacks. Mm. I love that the name is plural, by the way. It's not yeah. hack. It's mm-hmm. just like, in a way, we're all hacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's, I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that this episode, you know, because obviously eventually in the last episode, you know, Ava calls Deborah a hack and it's like, oh, that's the name of the show. And yes. But, yes. And that's when I really thought again of like, oh, but the show is called Hacks. You know, it's not. It's too easy to just call it hack and to just point the figure at Deborah, the finger at Deborah. But I feel like uh, it does raise the question: is like, what does it even mean to be a hack? Yeah, it's uh, it's deep. I don't know. It, yeah. it reminds me a lot of, um, and I, I'm, I'm, maybe they got some information or inspiration, excuse me, from it. It reminds me of that documentary with. Um, oh my goodness! I have to figure this one out, and my brain is shutting yeah. down. Um, Oh, right on She's schedule. A, here we go. She's a comedian, famous uh-huh. female comedian. Uh, uh-huh. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Oh, I was like, she has she that is. show called In Bed With, and then it came right. to me. Wow. Yeah. Um, Paul Poundstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that. It, like, watching that documentary and, like, uh, she just kind of did what she could. I mean, granted, like, Joan didn't have a Vegas residency, but at the same time, she was always working. And it reminds me a lot of what Deborah does as far as, like, you know, opening the grand opening of like whatever restaurant that was like a pizza Mm -hmm. place or something like that. And like what she would do just for the sake of having a full calendar. 
Yeah, I actually, I think, and I don't know if this is true, but I, I would be shocked if Joan Rivers wasn't some kind of inspiration. Because yeah. Because I think that idea of, like, you know, not saying no to the uncool gig or, you know, of, of the opening of the pizza place or doing QVC and, like, it's so easy to turn your nose up at it. It's like, well, you know, she just paid for her house by doing that, you know, like, or, you know yes. what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it, it goes beyond our sort of external view of what a celebrity should be doing and it's kind of showing that someone like Joan Rivers or someone like Deborah Vance beyond being a funny woman is like a really smart business person because it's yes. like mm-hmm. when uh, when Marcus tells Ava that the the pizza place opening is a hundred thousand dollar gig plus stock options it's like I mean that's uh, I'll open a pizza place for <laughs> you yes, know exactly, exactly. yeah or even the, the late night show stuff, like even as far as like Joan Rivers filling in for Johnny Carson and all that sort of going mm-hmm. south. Uh, definitely some shades of that, too, which I love. Right. Yeah, right. But like the idea that, that Deborah was almost the first lady of late night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I it, certainly we are here to talk about the BSAs of hacks and 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 there is a great supporting cast. It really is. Um, it's not a massive supporting cast, but I feel like it's it's a nice ensemble. But. It is hard to say anything about Hacks without really just, you know, laying down and crying on the carpet about how great Gene Smart is and how fascinating I think Deborah Vance is as a character. I, I, I just I could watch a documentary about a woman like Deborah Vance, you know? Yeah, it's like it's it gives she is able to do everything in this show she's able to give us drama and and comedy and kind of everything in between too and really toe that line of um being really difficult but also it's like that double standard it's like well if this was a man no one would be saying all this you know what i mean and like Mm -hmm. also through and through it all like you said before she's she's a good businesswoman like she knows what works she knows what she wants and even with her act, like the material work, she's not really willing to change it. She just needs to keep going. Mm-hmm. And with the divorce and everything that sort of like came from her, you know, ex-husband basically marrying her sister uh, and splitting up her marriage. Like that's that's a really juicy plot point. But um, Deborah holds grudges. <laughs> she does. But it's great yeah. to watch. It's a great character study and a great role for Gene Smarts. I mean, it's, you know, Earlier, you know, in the past few months, we've we've talked about the flight attendant. We've talked about Kelly Cuoco. We've talked about how lead actress in a comedy it sort of comes down to you know Gene and Kelly. You know, as far as this podcast is concerned, but hey, there could be a surprise. I think after now having watched Hacks a second time around and putting the best supporting actress lens, best supporting podcast lens on, if you will, it is without a doubt Gene Smart's. Oh, Emmy to win. I mean, again, Callie Cuoco is amazing, and she is, you know, tap dancing as fast as she can in that role, and it's really impressive. But just the, I mean, and maybe I'm just saying this as like a, a gay white man in his 30s, but like the iconography of Deborah Vance is just not to go unro- unawarded, you know? Yeah, I I worry though. I I worry that this like. It has to go to her. It just really does. And I, 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 I would I would be a little upset if Kelly Cuoco won, but I would also understand the politics of Hollywood and just rewarding the younger person. You know, like that's happened plenty of times. It's going to happen again. I just 
hope people see what we see. And they have, I feel. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love the idea of, of Jean Smart getting a standing ovation at an in-person Emmys. Like, that's, and she gets to do a speech, and she's crying, you're crying, I'm crying, we're all crying. It's going to be great. And I think Mayor of Easttown really helped. If there's one thing that we can yeah. really like, and and we've gone back and forth, you know, I've I've laid awake at night just thinking about like, well, if she wins for supporting, you know, doing crunching mm-hmm. the numbers, and like, would she win for that? It's like, okay, fine. You know, I I, I at least need her to have one Emmy that night. I would love for it to be for Hacks. Wouldn't it be cool mm. if she won both? <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, it'd be amazing. It, oh it, God! It would, it would First time ever, sad. probably. Probably, and the salve on the wound of Julia Nicholson not winning. But, oh well, there's you know. that. Yes, never mind. But you know, Jean would be like, "But you know, I share this with you, Jules." She calls her Jules. You know, yeah, of course. Close. Yeah, they miss each other. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, I miss you, Jules. I can't wait till we can be in person together again. You know. Yes. Um, yes. Well, except they are because they're at the Emmys together. Because it's going to be in person. It better be. I'm not doing this. You know. Uh, Oscars at 4 p.m. in a train station shit or, you know, the yeah. magic of television, at, you know, with split screens. I just want a good old-fashioned Emmys. That's true. That's, I, I do, too. I do want – I want that moment. I'm craving it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's get into it because I was going to be like, well, there's the variance. I was like, no, we are not here. The only <laughs> yeah. Delta, I want to talk about on this podcast, is Gene Smart's co-star Delta Work, Delta Burke. I do not want to talk about Delta Variants. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Let's, let's get into it. Yeah. So, um, let's, yeah. I. You know, we can always come back to Gene Smart at the end uh, if we want yeah, to pick apart any up. any any moments. And, and also, I think, you know, a good disclaimer that you had texted me about, and I fully agreed, you know, as far as the Emmys are concerned, uh, Hannah Einbinder as Ava is considered a best supporting actress in a comedy. And that makes no sense to me whatsoever. She is yeah. easily just as much a main character as Deborah Vance, if not more so. Yeah, it is kind of Ava's story, like you said in the text, too. It's like I, I just didn't feel right about it because then it also... With her out of the running, it it gives us a chance to really kind of, you know, sing the praises of the supporting cast, which, yeah. which is what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And, you know, as I was watching this, and, you know, because the show is such a, a vehicle for Gene Smart, and I think a great I, – I had never seen Hannah Einbinder before, but, you know, by the end I really – uh, at first, I wasn't sure if I liked her or if I liked Ava, but then by the end I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I like the two of you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what a great role. Uh, I'm just looking at her IMDb. I mean, yeah, this is pretty much her first big role. It, I mean, it's incredible to basically, like, lead an HBO, an, a successful HBO show. For, as much as this is a great vehicle for the two of them, it is a lovely little supporting cast. So, um, so y- let's, let's talk about some honorable mentions, because you mentioned you had a couple. Yeah, I have two. I'm going to start with um, a, more of a smaller role, but I just loved... I loved watching her interaction um, with Deborah, and I just wanted to sit down and have a drink with her. And so this goes to Anna Maria Horsford, who played Francine. Oh, I loved her. I'm so glad she's on your list. I yes, yes. she was such a lovely 
you know, one scene queen, basically. Yeah, and I feel like I I feel like I've seen her in other stuff. Most recently, she played Billy Porter's mom in Pose. So I'm glad oh, to see great. that she's kind of. I feel like she's just one of those gals that's like really respected in the community. I don't know if she's a stand-up, but she rings like I I believed it instantly. I believe I knew everything I needed to know about her and Deborah in that scene, the way they interacted with each other, the way they just like laughed together. It it's she said so much without saying anything and really it's just like that energy uh, is what I appreciated most. I, I really liked her, and I wish that we could have seen more in a way, but I'm glad with what we got. Yeah, I agree. There was a nice familiarity about her. I love the sense of like her and Deborah's relationship, and uh, I recognize her. She's been around forever. Uh, she is definitely an actress. I mean, her IMDb, oh my God. She, oh yeah, she has a small role in this movie in 1981 called The Fan, which is a horror movie Ooh. that I highly recommend. It's, it put a pin in that. It's amazing. But she has a small role as a detective in that. Uh, but I, she's also been in like the Friday movies. And I think yes. she was in, I recognized her from, there was a sitcom she was in in the 90s that I remember the Wayans Brothers. She was in the Wayans Brothers. Oh, nice. Um, Great. Yeah. So, yeah, she's – I'm so glad you mentioned her. I. She's one of those actresses where when she popped up, I was like, oh, I know you. I love you. Yes. Um, yes. I loved so, her, so I, I had to give her a shout-out. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I endorse that. What about um, you? Do you have honorable mentions as well? I do. I do. I have – so – this is okay. I'm going to start with the smallest one. And I just, okay. it was a moment in the show that just made me so happy. But I think it's in the second episode, maybe, when Ava goes to the casino and she meets that weird lady who's playing the slot machine. And, um, oh, yeah. And then they kind of bond. But then there's this, like, really pretty casino waitress who comes over to offer a drink. And um, she's like, oh, they're on the house. And, and, and Ava's like, oh, then I'll have two. She's like, honey, I'll bring you three. And, and we see her Love in the montage being this lovely little, like, friend that night. And she just – I love that scene because it was so nice to see Ava, like – making friends and having a yeah. positive moment and it was just she was so charming i don't know i just have this the the actress's name is shannon d and uh she's credited as casino waitress and i just thought she was so charming i love that i'll get you three. Oh, honey i'll get you three it just it was <laughs> so sweet i loved it great um all right so my other um my other honorable mention is actually a man um, I'm okay. gonna give this to Christopher McDonald, who plays Marty. Yes. Um, and for those of you who don't know Christopher McDonald, you know Christopher McDonald. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the first thing that pops in my head is Shooter McGavin in the Happy Gilmore movie. Um, oh. I feel like the yeah the the Venn diagram of you know best supporting actress or you know best supporting pod listeners and Happy Gilmore might be a stretch, but he's right. been in everything, and I just. It would have been really cool to see him get an Emmy nod for this. I feel like he's one of those, he's like a Margot Martindale of sorts. You know what I mean? He's done Mm -hmm. it all. He's probably done some film, but I, well, yeah, I just mentioned Happy Gilmore. But I just, even though he's like, obviously his character is kind of a snake. I just really love his chemistry with Deborah. I feel like, you know, obviously there's probably going to be a season two. And I'm excited to see what is to become of him and Deborah, maybe you know it's kind of just up in the air. But I, he's so handsome too. You know what I mean? He he aged well. 
he is he uh he has been around forever he is i totally agree he has been in so many movies so many shows he often plays the same kind of character like he has very much a type uh he you know when i was thinking about him and i was thinking you know he is uh it's kind of like christopher mcdonald james marsden Peter Gallagher, like, you know, there's those certain types yeah, of actors. Yes, that, like, yes. Even a, like, uh, you know, a, um, Dylan McDermott, you know, like, there's just... Yes, Dermot it's, Mulrooney, it's just we'll add Dermot him Dermot Mulrooney, <laughs> throw him in there. Just distinguished, you know, uh, dark-featured white male actors who are getting older, but, like, are aging well, often play the same kind of role. I Yeah, it's... Uh, I think he's great. I, and, and they're always good. Like, I, you know... Watching him, I thought about James Marsden, and we—he's sort of a, you know, a, a recurring best supporting actor. You know, yeah, honorable the, queen, the, yeah, honorable queen. There's yes. there's there's rare men who are queens on this podcast. Yes, Anthony Hopkins, John uh, Goodman, <laughs> yes, and his cat and that sweet little cat that he played music for. Uh, and um, James Marsden is is a queen as well. We love James Marsden. Yes, and I feel like. Christopher McDonald is like an older version of James Marsden in Hollywood. Yeah, I just, I, I really like him. He's always been consistent. And I, I just, I wish he could have been lumped into the, that best supporting actor category. I would have said, oh, that's so great. You know, I just yeah. I wanted that. I wanted that for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But more oh, so yeah, for right. him. <laughs> yeah. But a little bit more for me. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, great. Well, Marty, well, welcome to the honorable mentions list, Marty. Yes. So adding to that, I am going to add, I loved, well, I loved Marcus's mother, but I also loved Marcus's mother's friend, Miss Loretta. Oh, I'm so glad you put her on the list because I didn't. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, go, please. Yeah. Uh, played by Lunell, uh, who, yes. you know, one name, I'm like, okay, who are you? Let's look you up. She was, I, like, some. I, I needed so, I wanted a whole series that was then... Marcus's mother and Lunell like house sitting for Marcus. Like I yes. just, she was so funny and so just like I don't know. Uh, she was in the she was in one episode for five minutes and she got an honorable mention. She was so fucking funny. Oh god, she has so many credits. She's not yeah, nobody. Yeah, she is. She reminds me of like I don't know. She also rings like she seems like a comedian to me, like a Lonnie Love sort of type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's great, and there's there were I can't remember what the line was specifically, but they're um, they're talking to Marcus, and uh, you know she just kind of it was almost an ad lib. It was like after the fact. It was so well timed, and I can't remember what the line was. But um, was it about the cleaning lady coming? And it was like, oh, the the cleaning lady's coming tomorrow at at twelve. <gasps> Probably yes, and then mom's like, "I'll make it one or maybe two. I kind of I want to sleep in tomorrow. I know that I remember that line, but there was another one. I know what you're talking about. Where... Yeah, it was just perfect. It it seemed yeah. unscripted, and if it was scripted, like even good on you because that was yeah. it seemed natural and really funny at the same time. Yeah, she was she was great. So if we could in some way get more of her in season two, I won't be disappointed. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, but also honorable mention of Marcus's mother. I thought she was just a a, a great supporting character who sh- who got a a nice handful of scenes, and by the end, I was like, oh, what a great role! What a great little role! Yeah, she gets to kind of comfort him at the end, and just kind yeah, of, yeah, she cares, even though she's like very much enjoying her life. 
of her very successful son, which I don't blame her at all. That sounds like a great <laughs> setup. Her and yeah. her best friend, just like, ugh, it just sounds great. But yes, and his I beautiful agree. house. Oh my god, his house. I, I know. Don't. Do you have any other honorable mentions? I don't. So we can we can get into it. Oh, well, I have one more. Oh actually. yeah, go for it. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, because I and as I was making this list, I was like, I want to, you know. Our lists might be different. I was thinking as I was making this, I was like, you know what? There was what was it the last time we did this where our lists totally synced up? I think it was the flight attendant. Yeah, because we I were, switched my answers. Yes. Uh huh. And then we had the the Michelle Gomez moment uh, when we she did. became a queen. And I um, I don't I wonder I don't think that's going to happen this time around. And the reason I say that is that my last honorable mention, and I'm not trying to predict what your list is, might show up on your list so we don't have to talk about them too much okay but i lump them together i i put marcus and wilson as a duo in my honorable mentions Ooh, i love that i will say that um marcus is my number five so that's nice i feel that's a good sort of way to start out but um but continue continue i you know i just i i love that watching that relationship on tv i think there was there was something about it that that felt fresh. I you know I love Marcus and yeah, I want to hear your thoughts as your as a, your number five. But uh, I love Marcus as a character as just this like gay black man who has his shit together, but he's kind of neurotic. But like you know is also kind of real. Like there was there was something about him where it was like we don't have many characters like you on TV. You know yeah. and uh, and I just it was and and he's obviously gorgeous. I mean there's also that. Yes. I just. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah. He's I mean, so also tall. That. Yeah, but Johnny, there's I feel like Johnny that. Sibley, who plays Wilson, is like not that short, but I feel a little bit on the shorter side. So maybe that adds to it. I think that's really and certainly you know creates an interesting visual. But he, Johnny Sibley, now I know he was on Pose, and I, I am not, I, I'm familiar with the name, but I don't really follow him as much in, in, on social media. But I thought he was just so charming, and again, I, a great representation of a gay man being played by a gay man on television. Yes. Uh, amen. First of all, just to start that off too. I just, I, I'm glad to see him whenever he shows up because he really is, um, you know, Pose was, I think the, the big breakout role for him. But before that, like, I feel like he was doing his thing. I don't know, you know, the entire trajectory of his career, but he was, he was definitely like a funny guy on Instagram. And that's mm-hmm. not too, downplay that at all because he was he's great he has so many different characters and like is really really good at being a goofball um Mm -hmm. which is awesome too because he's like so handsome and so the fact that like he's really willing to go there just makes it even i don't know it just like makes me love him even more so it is interesting to see him like so reserved in a show like this too especially for pose too that's even more um but yeah i i love the two of them together I don't know what's to become of Wilson and Marcus, you know, like what we'll see what happens in season two. Um, right. I think that there's some, they left in like not a great spot, but there's like room for um, maybe a reconnecting perhaps. I think it's going to happen. I don't think it would have ended on such a sad note. I think this is part of Marcus's journey uh, in season two, which, you know, we can, you know, we can talk about it towards the end, but it sounds like season two is not going to be all just in Vegas, but it's going to be Deborah's tour. So maybe Marcus stays back in Vegas and she's on tour. Who knows? You know, so he might have a whole B story with Wilson while she's out and about, you know? Yeah, maybe. But just to, to talk about um, 
Carl Clemens Hopkins, who is nominated for a Best Supporting Emmy, which I was, I was so glad to see it. Um, you know, would I, would I rather have saw Christopher from McDonald if it got rid of Carl? I don't know. I'd rather see both of them because that supporting actor category is great. It's all of Ted Lasso and like <laughs> Carl yeah, Clemens Hopkins. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. But again, like you said, like I'm glad that he, that they, I don't know, that character is fleshed out and we see more of him because um, at first he's just like the very sort of like sort like you said like the type a personality he's really he's really good at his job and Mm -hmm. very successful but then you know he starts like seeing wilson as sort of like a i don't know what he has in mind at first you know like i wish there was maybe some more wilson scenes that we could have seen that develop but also they gave us enough you know he's too busy he can't really handle too much but then he's like gonna go camping with him and then Deborah promotes him and then he's busy again and it just it ultimately just is the downfall of the relationship um right well I and I think it's an interesting you know because when we meet Marcus he is this incredibly established relationship with Deborah you know and the whole idea is yeah is Ava trying to establish a relationship with Deborah and I think you know it's interesting that as the show goes on Ava and Deborah certainly not an uh you know an up into the right trajectory it's a little bit two steps forward one step back but we see their relationship grow and improve and develop you know into something workable and it's meant to be this like positive you know certainly a positive change for Ava and and even for Deborah and I think in the case of of Marcus it's certainly been positive for his career but I think then there's this narrative of like, but what has he sacrificed for this growth? You know, what has he sacrificed for this career? And, you know, I don't know, it maybe is a sort of cautionary tale to Ava of like, you know, if you want to have a relationship, you're already in one, you know, <laughs> like yeah. just keep that in mind. And it gives you the sense that Marcus probably hasn't been in many relationships, you know, as an adult. Yeah, it does sort of become all about Ava so to speak. Um, and yeah, I think that, I mean, you almost can't. So I think the fact that he was even trying to like open up uh, or at least like be emotionally available with Wilson was a big step, but it, that wouldn't have happened had it not been for Ava stepping in a little bit too. So it's not like he can, he can't be like too upset, but now he's back kind of where he started kind of yeah. at the beginning. So uh, it's an interesting arc. I, I'm excited for season two. I love him. He's a beautiful man and a really great actor. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, I'm excited for more of him. So so he's your number five. Yeah, what about your number five? My number five would have to be Mayor Pesimente, played by Lauren Weedman. Yay! I didn't put her on my list, and I'm so glad you did. I saw it, but yes, go. It's. I mean, it's certainly a smaller <laughs> role. She's only in two episodes. Yes. Uh, but it is, I mean certainly fell in love with her when we did the episode on special. And I, I think just this character that she, I think is helping to create of this mayor of Las Vegas. I I mean, down to the costuming, whoever did the costuming of this character was so smart and the hair, like it was, I totally see it. This woman. And I actually think, the real mayor of Las Vegas, if I'm if I'm correct, is a total dodo bird, and I think I remember <laughs> seeing her on the news with something about COVID last year. Oh like yeah, I do I think remember she that. Is a uh, you know I know there's a whole thing on hacks about not calling women crazy, 
So we'll stick with Dodo Bird, but yes. she is objectively a Dodo Bird. And uh, I I got the sense that there may have been some inspiration with Mayor Pesamente. But it's just, it's a great little role. It's a great little role for a character actress. And I'm always excited to see that role and that actress, you know? So, yes. um, so for that reason, I, um, I, I put her as my number five. Because she is Lauren Weedman has become someone who oh I'm always excited to see her she's on that list of actresses I'm always excited to see you know yes yes newly added for me as well too because I, mm-hmm. I I know you haven't got into looking yet or if you have I can't remember you have not yet it. she's okay. she's my reason to start yeah yeah I mean honestly I think that's I, I you know I'm really only picking from three roles that I've seen her in so far but she is like she is born to play that role in looking like she just like the, her energy matches up perfectly and her relationship with the character Dom who is so beautiful um mm. it's it's really like an interesting sort of friendship that they have but I, again yes it's like I feel that um she comes in often, Lauren Weedman's character in Hacks, like when there's like a lot of drama going on. So it's really nice to just blend that out a little or like balance that out, excuse me, with her being, you know, the microphone situation right. or just her like desperately hitting on Marty, you know, at the right. party and just, uh, you know, it's it's really fun. I love her. Yeah, it's great. It's great comic relief. So I, yeah. I just wanted to give her some recognition. That's, you know, great. it's kind great. of like it's it's a role I'd love to play, you know, as a 36-year-old gay man, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, what's your number four? My number four is Poppy Lou, who plays Kiki. All right. Well, I uh, I will save my thoughts because she does show up on my list. Okay, but I would great. love to hear yours. Oh, um, I... Talk about a character like that kind of I think my favorite thing about Kiki is that like you think you know her, but you don't know her. Mm-hmm. And when you, like it's it, she I love that Deborah has high like high basically her character. She plays like a blackjack dealer, but she also does like other stuff. Right. Like I feel like she's just kind of this woman who's so underestimated and it reminds me of almost like a Marilyn Monroe situation where she kind of plays like a fizzy um, seemingly unaware, aloof, flirty, beautiful woman. But at, like at her core, she's just like as, as normal as like the rest of us. And I'd love that she's not really interested or like doesn't get Ava into any trouble per se. Like she really is kind of like the only, I picture them too, like driving in her car and just like the way that she talks to her and how like a lot of people can be very like, LA or Las Vegas and she kind of is but like she isn't at the same time I just was Mm -hmm. so surprised by her and was really excited anytime she was in a scene I fully agree and I'll I'll save my thoughts but I fully agree with what you're Uh, saying but she is fully agree fabulous breath refresher yes I I loved her a lot and uh, she has a lot of great one-liners you're probably more familiar like you did a binge watch yesterday um, but I sort of watched Hacks, and it's it's a little fuzzy, so I, I'll try to keep up. But yeah, that's my number four, Kiki, lover. All right. Well, my number four is Kayla, played by Meg Stahl. Ooh, yeah. I think this, to me, feels like a real breakout role for someone who I've seen really on Twitter mostly and who I think has in her own right, like, quite the following. And I think this is a big moment for her, apparently. You know, yes. not apparently, but it's seemingly in her career. 
I think this is a nutso character. I think sometimes she's kind of in her own show, and that's okay. But it's what it's like. The, maybe the only reason she's not higher on my list is because there's times where I'm like, this is a this is a different show. But okay, um, <laughs> it's like there's a there's a broad city quality. I was to just her. gonna say that she's in Broad City, but everyone yes. else is in Hacks. Yeah, right, right. And so especially those scenes. You know, you know, basically most of her scenes with uh, Paul Downs, there is, if you close your eyes, you're like, this is Broad City, isn't it? So, yes. uh, but at the same time, she's very funny. She definitely stands out. It's, uh, it, it's, yeah, she's a great addition to the show and is a total nutcase. I think it's, this is not her fault. I think narratively it's slightly forced that she goes to Vegas with uh, Jimmy in the last yes. episode. Yes. But, you know, sometimes I think kind of like that episode of Getting On where, you know, you don't question why people are in the scene because you get the you get the reward of getting those people in the scene. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, I will. I will. You're it's funny. You're just like predicting my whole list here. Um, my number three is Megan Stalter. Meg oh, Stalter. just yes. chasing you down. The I list. know. So and, and for oh. everyone who doesn't know Meg Stalter, too, it's like for anyone who you must have been under a rock if you did not see her like viral pride video that basically oh. make points fun what am i trying to say makes fun um of corporations that are trying to be like <laughs> inclusive during pride month it's the hi gay come hi, on gay. down sashay into our deals and it is brilliant and so weird and out there and just like I re- and like the reason she was almost my number four. I wanted to put Kiki higher, and but I mean, just that line. It was the where I did laugh out loud. Where she's, <laughs> it's Deborah Vance's final show. Paul Downs' character has just he's trying to say something very heartfelt to her, and she just like, oh my gosh, for, inserts herself into like Deborah's face almost, and just says, "Bitch, you got this, bitch!" With a glass of champagne, like it sent right. me over the edge. I was like, "It's all worth it." Um, I, right. I just, I agree with everything you're saying about Broad City, and like, did we need her chasing him around the bed? You know what I mean? For like five That's, minutes, yeah. probably not. Right, right. Like, I really was like, oh this show gets it right so many times this is not the same tone you know like yes. this feels indulgent you know yeah 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 it's it's very farcical and uh i can see maybe other people laughing harder at that i i got it within the first like 15 seconds you're like i you know there's enough mayo on the sandwich you know i don't need any more mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like exactly um, yeah, but i yeah. if anything like i'm so happy i feel like with the pride month thing and in this, I feel like it's it's very much like uh, a star is sort of born in a way, like a new comedic voice that's sort of Melissa McCarthy-esque. I know that's placing a lot of, you know, responsibility on her shoulders, too, but I, I could definitely see her doing weird, wacky things in the future because of this now. So that's I'm excited. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I hope this leads to more. I'm looking at her IMDb. Apparently she had... 13 episodes of something called The Megan Stalter Show, which actually, now that I'm reading that out loud, I'm like, oh, I think I've heard of that, but I don't know where. Like, I, yeah. and I guess she, yeah. So, um, but this like is Las definitely. Las Culturistas or something. I feel like she should be a guest on there if she oh, hasn't I, been, you know? I'd be shocked if she yeah, wasn't. I feel like they're all like in she's... that same orbit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Meg Stalter, love ya. Can't wait to see more of you. Yeah, so great. Well, my number three is um, not a featured guest on Getting On named Jane Addams. <laughs> because Jane Addams was never in Getting On, which I only discovered as I was writing the description notes for the podcast I episode. I was like, oh, God, that wasn't her. I can't edit that. I So I just lived with it. Um, and I'm sure either nobody said anything, and if they noticed, it was probably like, okay, whatever. Another thing you got wrong. What an but, idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. How did you not know that Gene Adams wasn't in Getting yeah. On? Uh, yeah, it's like, if that's what you're upset about, what a life you lead. Um, so I, she is, of course, a uh, guest actress in Hacks, and a, an Emmy-nominated guest actress in Hacks, no less, and is uh, number three on my list of BSAs, uh, Jane Addams as Nina. I love that. Um, go on. I mean, what, what do you think of um, Nina? I love that no one has last names in this show except Deborah too. Like, everyone's Nina, Ava, Kayla, Kiki, Carl. Like, there's really yeah. no Marty. I just love that. Like, I think we hear Ava's last name of Daniels, but it's mentioned, like, twice. Possibly. And only, yeah, yeah. only, like, at her father's funeral. Uh, but Deborah Vance is the – it's, like, it's to me, it's She's almost, like – It's also, like, that's such a first name, last name kind of name. Oh, you're Deborah Vance. You yes, know what I mean? Like, Melissa true. McCarthy, it's a first name, last name name. Yeah. Uh, Meg, Meg Stalter is a first name, last name name. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jean Smart. Like, I forget that her name is Jean. I know. Jean Smart. Yeah. So uh, – Jane Adams. Jane Adams, who, on, while she wasn't in Getting On, is wonderful in this as Ava's mother. She is so batshit crazy. She really gets to shine the most in the last episode when, spoiler alert, Ava's father passes away and Ava goes home for the funeral. And I, I mean, her biggest scene is really that scene in Ava's old bedroom. And it, it's. Jane Addams is just an incredible actress. I, I think I sung her praises on the Getting On episode, so if you want to hear me sing the praises of Jane Addams more, but inappropriately in terms of context, you can listen to that episode. <laughs> but uh, but here, yeah, she just is so nuanced and so wackadoo and so committed, and I think watching her and then watching like Meg Stalter chase Paul Downs around a bed in, in Vegas, I was like, these these two don't belong in the same place and lean more towards the Jane Adams because you're getting this like, you know, pitch perfect. Like this is such a great character. Yes. Um, again, Colin, predicting my list, my number two is Jane Adams. So get I'm out just of my gonna, house. I'm going to the... piggyback on that, as they say in the but, corporate world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm like, oh, God, our lists are like. Yeah, so you're just like I, one person away. But yeah, I. Oh, that's so that's funny. So funny. Um, well, well, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like I I simultaneously hated her as a mother and just like how much stress she was putting on Ava and how like unreasonable she is in that scene. And but also like she is doing her job to like the fullest extent and making like such a splash. I was like, I need to see both of them like I need to see Lori Metcalf like it, it almost reminded me of like the relationship in um uh ladybird yes i was like bird mm -hmm. something gosh yeah, my it makes brain. me laugh yes yeah. and it, like uh, just but like i feel in a way that like jane adams is even more difficult in a way um but uh, again her husband just died so who knows how i would have been acting in that situation but within that like there's so much 
that she's she's just packing a punch and I, I yeah. wish I could have seen more. I'm glad I didn't see more because I was like, you need to stop right now. Like I was getting angry watching her, but uh, she's great. Yeah. You know, when Ava yeah. first comes home, her mother is wrapped up in a telephone cord on hold, oh, waiting God, with yes. like on hold for the baseball channel to, to cancel the accounts. And, and that and and Ava's like we we don't need to do this right now. And her mother's like, no, we have to do it now. We need to call the cousins tomorrow. Like it was, and it it, it was all that scene was so you know, not to not to nitpick again at, at you know Paul Downs and and Meg Stalter, but the scene that opens episode ten when they're in the car on the way to the airport is so clunky with exposition. Like it opens with him saying, "I can't believe I have to go to Vegas to clean up your mess." Like yes. the way it's it's one of the weakest scenes in the in the season. Definitely, it really it also you can clearly tell they're driving in front of a green screen. Like it just it's not a it, it it's a it's a bit hacky. But <laughs> in comparison, when Ava comes home and that's how we find when we find out her father dies by her saying, Oh, I'm sorry. I missed him. Like the way that they do it is so show versus tell. And it was, it was kind of like just the difference in how those two scenes were handled was so striking. Cause the scene that scene with, with her mother was just so smart. Yeah, it really is because you, you knew, you know that it's coming and you know that it's coming the moment the Easter egg of I don't do funerals is dropped um, because mm, Deborah Vance mm-hmm. says it like, I don't know if it's that episode or the episode before. It's when she sees um, my honorable mention, Anna Maria Horsford, Francine, uh-huh. when, when she's like, I didn't tell you that so-and-so died. And she's like, because I don't do funerals. She like completed her sentence. I was like, oh, she's definitely going to go to Ava's dad's funeral, which I loved. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I hadn't even put that together. That's great. I hadn't even yeah. thought of that. That was like my um. one thing that I was like, proud of myself for like seeing i was like but that's so smart writing it's it's, it's such smart yeah. writing, excuse me so smart writing i say <laughs> <laughs> that's so smart writing that's so um, smart writing <laughs> oh yikes well i um i'm getting excited because i'm realizing that i i eat my words because i think our lists are are like a, a intertwining dna strand that are probably going to arrive in the same place but i don't want to get ahead of us because my number two is kiki Oh, wow. Uh, I forgot about Kiki. I was like, who is your number two? Who's Kiki? Yeah. So my number two is Kiki, played by Poppy Lou. Loved her. Everything you said. Loved her. That first scene of of them in the car together when she's like, hold on, I have to sing this. Every time this chorus comes on, I have to sing it. Yeah. And then she pours her heart into it. And then she's like, okay, so you were complaining. And... (laughs) And you think that, yeah, she's just going to be this Ed, airhead dodo character. And she's so lovely. And she's such a nice little friend. And we see her. I love when Ava and that guy, um, the guy who kills himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Well, when the two of them, I'm like scrolling through the cast. What was that guy's name? It's going to drive me nuts. Um, I was I just looking at remember. his picture. Oh, George. I think his name was George. Yeah, I think George. his name was George. Uh, but when they meet, and that was a great episode when they meet, that was, all of that was really interesting. Yeah. And then I think they meet at her blackjack table. And so then, you know, I just, her scene there, like she was kind of, uh, she popped up enough times and got enough great little moments. Like at, at DJ's birthday, when she was like complaining about her daughter, just like, just sucking on my titties for milk. And then Deborah goes, here, here, you know, <laughs> yes. was, she, she's a real nutcase of a character, but I also felt like she also helps Ava 
figure out how to unlock the phone to delete the messages. She's yes. like, I've got a real crazy idea. And I, I love that. I love when people are helpful. <laughs> Yeah. They're nice. Especially you know? someone who doesn't seem like they, not that they wouldn't help, but wouldn't be smart enough to think of something like that. They'll yeah. Just like, like, I don't know. And they just float on a raft in a pool, like sipping a margarita. Right. Like that, that is not Kiki. And she, right. she has like emotional depth and she's like loyal to Deborah, And like, they know each other. It's not, it's like more than a working relationship. It's like a friendship. Right. Right. I feel like we, we hear repeatedly that, you know, we hear it about Francine and about Marcus and about Kiki that Deborah, like, you know, with Marcus, I think he went up to her at a show and like gave her some feedback and she hired him on the spot. Yes. She hired Francine. She took Francine on tour with her after helping her with that guy that one night. And then Kiki, yeah, she clearly took under her wing, maybe after, you know, meeting her somewhere, but like gave her her cars and, you know, gave her, her old cars and her old clothes. Oh, yeah. and, you know, so like, I and I love that is you you do kind of see that if you stick around in in Deborah's life she takes very good care of you and by yeah. the end we see that with Ava as well by with the funeral yeah but I yes. think uh, I also love when Ava has the sex dream about Deborah and Kiki's like Deborah's hot like maybe that's all it is like it's just like maybe it's just because she's yes, hot yeah I think you should try to hook up with her I know <laughs> and she supports it I love it. I love uh. that Kiki was a real she to me was like that typical BSA energy of like, I was always happy to see her. I always wanted more of her. I was always paying attention when she was talking, you know? Yeah. She is great. Here's to yeah. Poppy. Here's to Poppy. Poppy Lou. Yeah. I, I'm clicking on her name because I don't know her, but I also feel like maybe I do. She seems kind of familiar, but I might be totally wrong about this. I think I am totally wrong about this because she does not have many credits. Mm. She well, reminds me, or Kiki reminds me almost a little bit of, like, Ashley Park energy and Emily in Paris. Uh -huh. Like, I, I've uh -huh. said it before, too. Like, I know that show is, like, an absolute, like, <laughs> even though I watched every episode, um, you know, it's it's fine. But Ashley Park is, like, the same energy as Kiki, too. And, like, it's she is exactly who you want her to be. And I think there's more Kiki and, and less Ashley Park and Emily in Paris, but I'm hoping for more in season two because, you know, I'll be watching that shit. Why not? Of course. Why not? You know, yeah, like every once in a while, it's like, I'm just going to order KFC and eat it in bed. Yeah, it's like the Emily Sex and, and the City is. reboot. It's like, okay, yeah, of course I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch it. But, uh, like, what am know. I? Yeah. It's going to be I, great. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Fine. Sure. You know, yeah. of course I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so this is really exciting because I could be wrong, but I think... We have had a really fun five to one because are we going to land on the same number one BSA of hacks? The undisputed BSA of this show, in my opinion. I mean, she tumbles her own rocks, for God's sake. She does. <laughs> she is the owner and founder of The Jewelry. <laughs> Miss Caitlin Olson as Ms. DJ. Caitlin Olson as DJ. <laughs> What, like now, this is someone who I am so sad did not get recognized at the Emmys because what a phenomenal performance! Yeah, I I can't believe. Well, I hadn't I had not finished the series at that point too when we had our Emmy chat last week. But now, it is criminal that she did not get a nod. I know. Is she so good? She is. I mean, I I'm not a big. Do you have you watched much of? Um, it's always sunny. I have not, and like I've, Amanda, if I know if you're listening, she made me watch that one episode, and I just, oh. I just hated it. <laughs> I just hated everything about it. But I, 
I don't know. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll go back and watch it. But um, there's that. But I, I, I don't know her. Of I know she's in that show, obviously, too. But uh, yeah, I haven't watched. Yeah, she I I feel like, you know, I'm looking at her credits. Obviously, she's been in a bunch of other things, but that's obviously her biggest credit, which is still going on. But she is that's a show I I, I understand that people love. And I could I think if I got into it, I'd probably really like it, you know, yeah. just because it's so fucked up or whatever. So it's just it's not on my list currently or it's on yeah, the list, but yeah. it hasn't moved further up. But I so to that point, it. And it's a little bit more of a dude show, let's be honest. Like, we we like lady content, and yeah. it's a little more of a dude show. Sure. So, you know, so I kind of always lumped her in with that. of like, oh, yeah, Caitlin Olsen. She's one of those, like, a girl who can hang with the guys kind of gal, you know? Like, she can drink them under the table. Like, I don't know. I just kind of wrote her off a little bit, if I was being honest. And so when I saw her pop up in this, I was like, it was almost similar to some of the feelings I was having about Kayla, where I was like, oh, is this going to be, like really wacky and loud, you know, cause that's, that's what you do. And I just couldn't believe how nuanced DJ was and like the peaks and valleys of, of every scene. Like it was, I, I, I loved like the scene in the, in the car on the way to the show with Deborah. I loved the, obviously the scene of her with Ava selling the jewelry. Like she just, I couldn't look away whenever DJ was on the screen. Yeah, I that the, that episode where I guess we first met her maybe, or at least when she went to when Ava went to like the jewelry, you know, show with her, and she was you know tumbling her own rocks. I I actually I paused the episode and I went and grabbed Keanu. I was like, you have to watch this. I, and like he he liked it, you know, he humored me, but I I was just like so smitten with her. I was like the. She toes the line so beautifully of like where Meg Stalter and it's not her fault. It's like that's her brand. That's the character they wrote for her. Like she has to be at a 10 almost. Right. It's like she but what what DJ the way, the way they wrote her is like she's unhinged, but she's also, you know, she's been in therapy for so long, too. So she's been working on it. You know what I mean? Had she not been in therapy, she would have been like crazy and she is a little crazy i mean granted yes we're not calling women crazy any longer but um complicated right. i'll say uh, and and still kind of to working on um like defending herself and like uh, sort of working through the trauma of her childhood and like all that comes with it it is so fun to watch yeah you just get the sense that she is like you can tell like oh she has been through some shit and yes and you can you can see that she's healed parts of it and there's other parts that she hasn't and there are those people that you uh that you meet or you're like well your your scars are always going to show you know like you're always yeah. you know or or like you know somebody who you know played a certain sport where they hurt their knee so many times now they have a bum knee you know like there's just parts of her that i think you get the sense with DJs like there's just she's been through so much shit that like it may not ever be fully functional. You know, it's it's about getting by as best as possible. Yeah. And I think we it's like we really can't talk about DJ without talking about Deborah and their relationship, too, because like they're always on the brink of exploding at each other. You know what I mean? It's like they, yeah. you know, like the sort of uh, the nuance that I really loved was how Deborah dresses up in like sweatpants with no makeup and goes to visit DJ at her apartment 
only so DJ can hire a paparazzi to take photos of Deborah looking not made up or done up for extra right and like DJ doesn't know but Deborah knows or maybe she I don't know I I feel like DJ doesn't know but I love that Deborah does that for her there's another example of like Deborah will she will go out of her way to help you and in a way where she's not looking it's not to get credit it's just to you know she she'll help people and it's it's no different than Marcus or Francine like DJ is someone else who she's just helping yeah I mean and that like the dinner table the birthday party first of all was just such a great like vehicle for someone like DJ (laughs) like because oh my god yeah uh, like the fact that she's like 26 I loved those two like the um it seemed like the party planner and like the head chef. I almost gave them a shout out mm-hmm. in my uh, honorable mentions too, but I loved them um, sort of backstage behind everything. But yeah, the the sort of like screaming match of her and Deborah that again turns on like a switch at like basically DJ announces she's getting married and then Deborah wants her to get a prenup and she doesn't want her to get a prenup and then, you know, drama ensues. But um, I just, and then like she goes into the other room. This is DJ Ava comes after her eventually and she's like, you know, she's kind of over it or whatever. And then she's like, why aren't you wearing your necklace or your earrings? <laughs> the earrings that she gave her. And oh, right, right. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. You're still DJ. Like she's, she's quick to recover. Yeah. She's definitely still DJ. Like I think there's, there's those, like we see a similar moment in the scene of them, you know, at the, 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 the jewelry uh, table the jewelry. where they have this sort of, touching moment and Ava is wearing the earrings that she gave her and they have this sort of like nice connective moment and then DJ's like why are you like face forward like the the earrings aren't getting any like like she she breaks it and (laughs) I uh sometimes I don't like when that happens but I feel like because I I prefer the genuine moment but I think uh Caitlin Olsen navigates that that nuance really well yeah she's she's a pro I I'm really sad that we're we she's not on that list of best supporting in in a comedy series uh yes maybe something will come along her way but i feel like this is like a prestige sort of hbo show i i hope more things are to come of her i also want to mention uh it's a it's a small role but it is just to be consistent you know dj eventually gets married to her boyfriend aiden uh played by paul felder who's a you know not a big well-known actor but i think he, i looked in his imdb he's like a what is he he's a professional fighter what is, yeah in any event mm-hmm. he is a, he's a, mix, a professional mixed martial artist with irish parents well certainly in hacks he is textbook guy who looks like a monkey and i just oh that's so swooned. true i would Colin. marry him in the back of ava's car in a second he <laughs> If he was wearing nurse's scrubs and Converse, I wouldn't sign a prenup. I can tell you that much. I can see it. Okay. Well, now I know like the perfect monkey man template because I I knew what you were talking about. Monkey man. Yeah. I think that that's now I know who to look out for if I see someone, Yeah, you know, he was definitely there was one shot was like, oh, man, there it is. There's those monkey qualities that I love. So um, another thing I just want to mention that I just discovered um, is that, you know, when Ava runs into her old friends at the casino and then it turns out that they're at the club. Well, there is sort of a new girl in the group named Haley who's kind of replaced her. Well, Haley is played by an actress named Paige Smart, 
who I believe is Gene Smart's granddaughter. Oh my gosh, I love that. Is that the one that everyone's like, shut up, Haley? Is that the one that everyone hated? Or is that like one of the regular? I thought that was, was that the TV show? As they're walking away, as they're walking away, George goes, and fuck you, Haley. Because they all do coke. And she goes, you guys did coke? And yeah. Uh, so, So anyway, I just thought I would mention that, that like, Paige Smart, can you imagine like, or maybe uh, it's her. I, I assume it's her. It's some relation because there is a picture of them together. She's also from Seattle. She was born in 1995. I don't know if maybe Paige, maybe, maybe Jean had her late in life. In any event, she's of the smart clan. Uh, Grandma Jean. Grandma Jean. Uh, um, oh, yeah. I'm in that show with Grandma Jean. Um, <laughs> so, oh, it's so, so good. There you go. So, yeah, the BSA. I mean, here I was. What a nong I was. Oh, you know, our lists aren't going to match up at all. And they matched up perfectly. Yeah, they always do at the end. Um, yeah. I, I think that we were sort of one away. Our Poppy and uh, – why well, had Carl Clemens Hopkins on my I list I think too. that's all. Yeah, but he was yeah. an honorable mention for me. So it all yeah. worked out in the end. It's I think perfect. everybody got a good representation. Is there any other – any other thoughts, any other feelings, any other observations before I give up. that special ear tug to the orchestra? I would say, like, I, and I, I think you, obviously not as long as I, but I, I waited to press play on this one, and I was so, um, you know, I wish I had done it sooner, because it is truly a great TV show, a, a well-written TV show, you know, maybe minus that one car scene sure <laughs> one scene you and, know no and, one's perfect yeah yeah and just like a new sort of uh i don't know it just seemed like fresh and i love that gene smart is at the center of it all um you know it's so late and i shouldn't say late in her career because she's going to be with us for a while but i just want this moment for her in the same way that i wanted it for Catherine o'hara you know I, I i just think yep um that she deserves it kelly cuoco love you gal but um my my vote is for Gene this year. I think that. I think I agree with you. I think my my vote is also with Gene. I'm glad we did we did this so that we could confirm that. And also, yeah. justice for Caitlin. Yes, I was just gonna say I. Uh, you know, well, she's gonna be a BSA at the Westons this year. I'll tell you that much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Caitlin, you can dry your tears because. <laughs> The recognition that you'll be getting later at the Westons this year. Yes. It's, gonna be pretty it's all happening for you. So yeah. all happening. Yeah, it's going to be a really good year for you. <laughs> well, you know, it happens every time. It's like a Deborah Van show. It's the same material every time. Uh, just like clockwork. Here comes that orchestra. We are being played off of our own podcast. <sighs> Where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast that comes out every Thursday. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kochanov. How about you? Well, you can find me on my other two podcasts, All Right, Mary, currently wrapping up coverage of Drag Race España, continuing coverage of Drag Race All-Star Season 6, to say nothing of Patreon, uh, which includes a three-part se- series on season one of Jersey Shore that I think was a lot of fun and uh, keep your peepers peeled for in the details of the celebration of nuance my other podcast to come back when she's good and ready I think I have actually as of today found what my 
returning episode's going to be, which feels Ooh. really good. Nice. Just I was waiting for it. I had my ear to the ground. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's got to be good. It's my return. It's been yeah. two months or something. But anyway, uh, you can also find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Well, while you've got those peepers peeled for the next episode of In the Details, keep them extra peeled because just around the corner is another episode of the Best Supporting After Show. And let me tell you, it is going to be worth pressing play on. <laughs> wow. I'm excited. I don't know what's happening, but I can't yeah. wait. Um, well, I do. And that is as they say, (laughs) is that. Whoa. (laughs) See ya.